Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. I want to share with you a really effective way to teach high frequency words to your kids at home or to your students that's called the heart word method. Now before we dive in, I do have another video on my channel all about the differences between high frequency words and sight words. So you're going to want to check that out so you know the differences. And then I also have a video all about phoneme grapheme mapping so that you know what that is. And in that video, I give you an example of how to phoneme grapheme map. So today's video is going to be a continuation of that so that I will show you how to phoneme graphing map but using a special method called the heart word method which right now is very popular on Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok and it comes from a company called Really Great Reading that uses heart word magic to teach these high frequency words. So let's get started. Just as a quick review in case you haven't watched my other videos, Phoneme grapheme mapping is a research-based activity that helps readers with their word recognition skills. So, as we know, phonemes are those speech sounds, the smallest unit of sound in speech, and grapheme are the printed letters that we use to represent those speech sounds when we're writing and when we're reading. So, phoneme grapheme mapping is when we're taking those sounds in words and we're figuring out which printed letters go with those sounds so that we can remember the word more efficiently and more effectively. Now, I explained the steps for phoneme graphing mapping in my other video, and we actually did an example with the word some. Now, today we're going to do the same thing. I'm gonna show you an example for the word the, and I'm gonna show you how to use the heart word method for the word the. So when you are phoneme graphing mapping, the first thing you do is start with the word orally. So don't show your students the word yet. You're gonna to say to them, today we are going to learn the word the. And then you're gonna say, let's count how many sounds are in the word the. Th-uh, th-uh, th. If your little ones can't segment the sounds in an oral word and tell you there are two sounds and be able to isolate those speech sounds, then they are not ready for these high frequency words yet. You wanna go back and you wanna work a lot on phonemic awareness, phonological awareness, and just being able to do these activities orally before you ever introduce the printed letters. If you don't know about phonemic awareness or phonological awareness, I will link all of my videos down below so you can educate yourself and learn more about those. But if your little ones can tell you the sounds in the, that is th, uh, what you're gonna wanna do is you're gonna wanna put two 
colored rectangles on the table. You could cut rectangles out of paper. You could use any manipulatives you have, but you want them to represent visually the two sounds in the. Then what you want to do is you want to map the sounds to printed letters. And you're going to start at the beginning of the word. So the first sound in the. V. How do we spell V? TH. If you haven't taught this digraph TH, then this is going to be irregular for your students because they're not going to know that digraph TH represents V. I would recommend, if you can, don't introduce the high frequency words until after you've taught certain phonics skills. So I would not introduce the word the unless I've already taught the digraph TH because that way this part is not irregular. That is a regular phonics skill that they already know. You can go through and look at your scope and sequence if you're a teacher in the classroom, or if you're at home, think about the sounds your child knows, and then pick the high frequency words that you've already taught those phonics skills. That way there are less unexpected sounds. You wanna have the least amount of unexpected sounds in the word. So in this example, this child already knows that TH represents V. So they've done V and I write TH underneath that first colored rectangle. Well, now I go to the next sound. What's the next sound in the? Uh, the sound is uh, but guess what? It is not going to be spelled the way we think. It is not represented by the letter U, which we would expect. This is an unexpected sound that we need to know by heart. We actually spell this sound with the letter E. So we write the E and then we put a heart here. A heart representing the unexpected sound that we need to memorize by heart. That's where the heart comes from because there's one sound that's unexpected that we need to memorize by heart. Now, some people have said, wait, how is this different from having my child memorize the whole word? I'm still telling them that they have to memorize this part by heart because it's unexpected. The difference is we don't store these words visually in our brains. We store them as sounds. So now that we've pulled apart the sounds, v, uh, and we've shown v, uh, how to spell those sounds, your little one's brain is going to remember it so much faster and so much more efficiently than if you just gave them the whole word the and told them to memorize it without pulling the sounds apart. So when you pull the sounds out and you map the letters onto the sounds, their brains are like, oh yes, I see the sounds. I see the letters that map onto those sounds. I've got it. They're gonna remember it so much more efficiently and for longer. They're not going to forget it once they have it mapped in their brains. I read in a book once where it was saying, there are certain words, sight words, that we can read without slowing down to decode them that we just know by sight. And you can't not read those words. Have you ever tried to not read a sign when you're driving by or words in a book? You can't not do it. If you know the word, of course, your brain is going to recognize it and read it. So that's kind of what happens when we phoneme graphy map these high frequency words. They get stored so permanently in our child's brain that they can't not read the word. Even if they tried, they're going to know that word by sight. So now I'm going to show you an example of a four-year-old who is phoneme graphing mapping a high frequency word that has an unexpected sound. So you can see how he is able to map the expected sounds 
and then determine the unexpected sound. We talk about how it's spelled and then we put that heart above it because that's the part we need to memorize by heart. Now, after you teach words like this, you can print out word cards for your little ones to practice these words and you can actually include the heart above the unexpected sound. That way, it gives their brain a little reminder that all of these other sounds, they can decode just like a normal word. And then the one with the heart, they have to trigger their brain. That is an unexpected sound. What is that sound again? So that they're able to read the word. You could do it like this, but you can also include the sound dots at the bottom if you want them to touch and say the sound to make it multi-sensory and make sure that they're actually understanding each of the sounds in the word and how to spell those sounds. So let's watch the video and see how this little one does. The word is from. From. Uh, mm. Good, what's the first sound? How do we spell it? F. Good, what's the next sound? How do we spell it? R. You did lowercase. You did lowercase. Good. What's the third sound? Uh. Uh. But, but it's an O. In this word, it's an O. So what are we going to put above the O? A heart. Can you help me with A the heart? heart? Yeah, I can help you with the heart. Because this is the part we need to remember by heart. Hey, Mom, can you color it? I need to color it in. Good job. Right, let's go back to our sounds. What's the last sound in mm. from? Mm. Very nice. Okay, so tap the sounds. You can read the word. From. From. So I hope that video really demonstrated why it's so crucial for our little ones to have a strong foundation in the phonemes and graphemes before we ever get to high frequency words. We want them to be able to pull apart the sounds in the words and then match those sounds to printed letters, the expected ones, and then we will point out the unexpected ones. And they can put a heart above that expected sound so they can memorize it by heart. But it is such a more efficient way to remember words than just asking them to remember the word as a whole word, that rote memorization. Now, when we do these phoneme graphing mapping activities, we are actually promoting something called orthographic mapping, which is an invisible mental process that happens in our students' brains where they're able to more efficiently map the sounds of these words and then store them in their permanent memory. Now, I was just reading a statistic recently about students who have strong orthographic mapping skills. From about second grade on, when they have these strong skills, they only need to read a printed letter one to four times before they've orthographically mapped it permanently in their brains. One to four times, that is it. That's why those second graders have an explosion of sight words, words that they can recognize automatically because they have these strong orthographic mapping skills. Second and third graders, they can map 10 to 15 new words a day. That's a ton. That's why they can just grow so much in their reading. But it's only if they have these strong orthographic mapping skills that we'll see this explosion.
Now it might take a few more times for our little guys, our pre-K, kinder, and first graders, but what we're doing is we're setting them up for success by repeating this process over and over again with these high frequency words. It might take more than one exposure, but when we do this process over and over again, we are helping them to do that orthographic mapping, that invisible mental process in their brain to permanently store these words. And that's exactly what we want. So I hope this information was helpful to you. I know there's a lot of information about heart words going around the internet, YouTube and blogs and Instagram and Pinterest. And so I hope this was clear and really helped you to understand what the heart word method is, why we use it and how you can start implementing it either at home with your little one or in your classroom, because I guarantee you are gonna get much better results and your students and your little ones are going to be much stronger readers if you go through this process. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!